So, welcome to another edition of the Nine Hertz Podcast. Um, it's the new release show again, um, and that was uh, Trippy Wicked and the Cosmic Children of the Night, which uh, we've, I don't know, we've long been champions of this band, haven't we, Pete? Uh, on the yeah, site. I love this band. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I mean, this this album blurb, I have to say, like, um, so that song um, was called Evil. Um, they actually recorded it in a, a venue called uh, Chuckalumba, I think you say it. And um, Electric Wizard have been there. You can kind of tell there's like that kind of fuzz to it and that kind of tripped out sort of stuff going on. But the um, the album blurb is absolutely amazing because um, they managed to um, stay in a caravan park next to it and uh, <laughs> drank in the um, caravan park social club. So, yeah, maximum respect. That's such a British thing to do. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, what about you, Pete? I, I know you picked this one. Yeah. I'm a big fan anyway. I- yeah, I do. I do love this band. Um, I've seen them a few times. Uh, they're, you know, they've got connections to, and uh, to Stubb, who you know, like long, long time kind of nine uh band friends. Um, and they've been away for quite a while, and uh, they split up, I suppose, and went off did lots of other bands, including Stubb, and there's connections all over the UK stoner scene in particular. And this, you know, this album they've released is. Songs from you know the kind of the offcuts from Moving On, which now came out in two thousand and nine. But you know, then they released it as a, a, an EP. You know, then with the, you know with that blurb, which is which is useful for context and for you know putting it there. And for, I think for two contexts, one it's it's you know the fact that they released something which is ten years old. Yeah. Uh, but they're kind of saying this is what's happening, and actually this signal. I, I think I, I, and I guess this is a you know we're back. Uh, and we're going to put this out, but then, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, then, um, you know, releases will follow, hopefully. Um, but also it explains the, the the wizard connection because it really does sound like, uh, particularly like Witch Cult Today type, you know, era wizard. Yeah. Um, not in a bad way, I always associate Trippy Wicked with a, a fun stoner sound, um, but this has got a real kind of thick doom, you know, dripping with doom sound to it. Uh, and and it's just that good. <clears throat> they, you know, they they really do. They the amazing uh, sorry, amazing musicians. They um, I think Pete and Chris from the band used to put up videos on YouTube of them playing acoustic um, acoustic versions of like kind of the the heaviest songs in Dooms. You know, the heavy songs is Sludge, like I Ate God acoustic songs, like kind of almost like twee versions. And they were amazing. They're really great. And they really, you know, they've got that ability to, you know, kind of put the hand to anything. The, some of the music they've put out since, you know, in uh, Landscape and some of the other bands, uh, it's fantastic. And obviously with Stubb, with uh, Jack Dickinson. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, really glad that they're back. This is a 10-year-old release, uh, which has never, you know, no one's ever heard before. But, um, you know, hopefully this is their rebirth. Yeah, and it's um, it's out next week, I think. So, um, if you've never looked into this band, you probably should because you know they've got quite a good back catalogue as well. Um, so you can find this at trippywicked.bandcamp.com. Um, yeah, really good stuff, and yeah, it's nice to see a band that I remember from the forum days of Nine Hertz like coming back. So good luck to you guys. Um, so we're going to move on to something um, a little bit more extreme. So um, the uh, band that um, has inspired this this whole release, this next one is. Um, 
a guy called uh, He Chung, who used to be in a band called Unholy Grave, who were like a Japanese grindcore band. And they actually played Lincoln back in 2003, I think, possibly 2002. Uh, and we put them on with uh, Total Fucking Destruction, who were also involved with this release. But um, this is quite an interesting project. So um, someone called um, Takafumi uh, Matsubara has um, put together basically like a 17-song uh, tribute to um, He Long and um, He Chung. And um, yeah, it's, it sort of features like a, a who's who of grindcore from that time and, and sort of modern times. So it's got people from like Full of Hell, uh, Palm, Kill the Client, Carnate... Um, all sorts. Um, really quite amazing lineup he's managed to get together for this, um, and some of the best drummers from uh, across grindcore, including uh, Rich Hoke from Total Fucking Destruction, who was also in uh, Brutal Truth. So there's some real um, sort of royalty on here. So um, we're going to play a song off this called um, Halo of Lies, and I think I'm not sure who's actually singing on this one, but. It, it, the whole release just sounds like a amalgam of, of kind of like late 80s and 90s grindcore to me. I don't know if you've had time to listen to this one, Pete, because we've uh, recorded this one quite in a, in a bit of a hurry. But... Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I listened to it about five minutes ago and, you know, loved it. It's everything about it, you know, you, from reading um, the kind of the tribute from, you know, the artwork, everything about it seems to be heartfelt and you know like artistic integrity through it which you know i want to get the i'm gonna you know as soon as this is finished i'm gonna go through the whole thing so i haven't got much more to add because you know like i say i've only had one run through but yeah brilliant it sounds looks amazing sounds amazing yeah and i think um this is like particularly interesting because it's obviously it holds a bit of emotion like grindcore releases by the very nature almost a little bit throwaway so this is quite um an anomaly for grindcore that, that it's quite a sort of hey this actually means something it's not just sort of angry protest music it's not just a laugh it's like mm. okay here's here's a tribute and here's and i think it, they've said it's like a tribute to all the um friendships they've made through the years and it's like a big international family so yeah, yeah i think this is a really nice way to sort of pay tribute to on holy grave who were so prolific as well like um, they did so many splits with people. They toured the world several times. Um, real sort of pioneers of this sort of style. So, if you've not looked at Unholy Grave, do that as well. Like so, Trippy Wicked, Unholy Grave, um, and the rest of this release. Um, you should enjoy this if you're a fan of the podcast, um, as you should be. Um, so yeah, this is uh, Takafumi Matsubara, and we're going to play a song called Halo of Lies. <laughs> No! 
So from a bit of grindcore, we're going to go straight into something a bit more trippy, a bit more uh, psychedelic uh, with Queen Elephantine. So um, I think we've been sort of talking about this off air and I think they've been going quite a long time, haven't they? I think it's about 13, 14 years now um, mm. from sort of estimates. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've we've heard the name about for a long time. I've never really given them much of a listen. So this is quite interesting. This new song called Mars uh, of the new album. It's about 13 minutes long. It's... Um, twists and turns quite a bit and i i particularly like the um the the glitchy kind of speech they do at the end like the um the noise soundscape so uh, do they normally do this sort of thing or yeah 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 they've always they've always been you know obviously it's all um wildly different because they're experimental but yes as a you know the to sound different and weird and psych and noise and all that is is their um you know is is their thing so we got uh, I've been aware of them for a long time um, through running, uh, you know, through running Nine Hertz and with with you and everyone else. And I, I think the first time I heard them, they um, they did a split with Sons of Otis, uh, a, a Canadian stoner band, the great stoner, you know, stoner band from the back then. Which I'm just looking now was in 2007. I mean, we may well have been sent that for review. Or I don't know whether I just got it. Um, and they've always been this band who unafraid to kind of just go and do their own thing and sound, you know, a bit weird and push the songs out there, you know, elongated like this one is, um, move, you know, movements within their own songs. So it, it, it ends completely different than it starts. Yeah. But that's, you know, these are, I, I don't think um, they've, you know, personally anyway, I don't think they've ever fully nailed that sound as a, you know, like perfectly and to the point where you think, you know, this, you know, they're going to kind of storm the psych world if, if there's such a thing. Um, but you still always respect them and still always worthy, worthy of listening to everything they've done. And they've put out a fair bit of stuff since then. Uh, I think they did a split with Aluna as well, a, a split seven inch. But um, they're originally from Hong Kong. I can see that they've moved to America now. But, um, you know, they're, they're, they're full of intrigue. And, I'm you know, I'm really looking forward to this. This album doesn't come out for... Uh, till early November, you know, we're kind of late October now. So this is four tracks long. This song's 13 minutes. So I guess they're all going to be like this. And it's it's going to be one of those you sit in, you put your headphones on and just see where they go with it. It's, it's got, I don't know, Krautrock and, you know, Japanese psych and, uh, you know, I don't know, kind of heavier elements every now and again. And it's, it puts it all together, you know, jazzy kind of, you know, mindsets. Um, really interesting and you know a really good band to follow yeah and I, I think um, from the looks of it they've got about I don't know like seven or eight members and so I'd almost call it a collective really it seems like they they've assembled quite a lot of people to be part of this so it's not just mm. like a four piece it's not kind of just a normal setup really it's, it's quite a sort of almost like a, a large recording project I'd say so um I think I'm going to have to delve back. I mean, we always say this, but I'm going to have to actually delve back and see if I um, get to grips with um, any of their past stuff because it looks like they've got about eight releases on Bandcamp. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So if you want to listen to um, more of this after you've heard uh, Mars, um, you can go to queenelephantine.bandcamp.com. Um, so, yeah, this is Mars off the new album Gorgon.
was uh, the excellent Queen Alphantine there. So uh, we're going to go into something a little shorter, a little bit more um, to the point. So a uh, bit of grindcore for you again. Um, Scent Vermin. Um, so I found this as I do, uh, just sort of uh, scrolling through Bandcamp, just sort of seeing what takes my fancy. So this one came out literally um, start of the week, I think. Um, and it's a bit Pig Destroyer, a bit sort of um, relapse kind of sounding grindcore, like quite well produced, but like still sounds pretty nasty. Um, and it's just two minutes of nastiness, basically. So um, did you have time to listen to this one as well, Pete? Yes, yeah, I did. And I enjoyed this a lot. It's, uh, you know, just three tracks. This song's, what, less than two minutes? Um, and, you know, there is that kind of, I think there's that there is a grand core element and the brevity kind of lends itself to that but it's a little bit more you know there's more to it i took kind of not just from the name of the song or the band but you know you know vermin womb um real horrible you know crusty doom grind black um yeah. mix and you know like it's not you know sometimes you kind of name all these things and it's because it's like, you know, a song progresses through them. And sometimes it's just because it's like a big melting pot of um, horrible tar. And that's what, that, you know, that the latter applies here. And really like it for, you know, Birmingham, um, haven't, you know, haven't got much out there. And then there's, there needs to be more of this stuff. So I'm really glad to, you know, that you've brought this to me. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it sort of um, hints to me that they're going for that almost deathy style as well, like um, mm. Venom Prison maybe. That kind of just really harsh, in-your-face sort of thing. The riffs are just pretty sharp and tight. So, um, I yeah, this just blew me away. So, um, I think they're just from New Jersey. Um, they call themselves Progressive Sludge in one of the descriptions. Black and Crust in others. So, I think it's um, kind of up to people and their reference points what they make of this. But um, I really enjoyed it. It's just a three-track EP. Uh, it's Name Your Price. Um, and you can find it at saintvermin.bandcamp.com. We're going to play uh, the first track off it called Vermin Season. Here we go.
untethered and my rage knows no bounds. Okay, so we've got some amazing um, band names on the on the podcast today. So uh, that was Saint Vermin, um, and we're going to talk about a band called Meth Fetish now. So that's um, again one of the best names we've heard in a while. Um, we keep we keep coming up with them. I think my my favourite. Um, not a uh, band name, but like label name that I've heard recently is uh, Everlasting Spew Records. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, the world's getting um, sort of smaller and like labels are kind of cropping up here, there and everywhere. So um, names are just becoming more and more ridiculous as people run out of things to call their projects, I guess. But um, yeah, one one that's sort of been around a long time that we've just uh, discovered, it's their 40th release. We're going to talk about a, a band called Meth, uh, Meth Fetish. But um, Dry Cough, um, I think they're Manchester-based, are they? Yeah, it's yeah. the 40th release of Dry Cough. Yeah, which is amazing. So. Not of uh, Meth Fetish. No, no. Just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, we should make yes. that very clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're from uh, Manchester, um, yeah. and they're great. You know, let's talk about them first. Um, they're at their real kind of horrible, disgusting end of doom. You know, the um, bands, you know, the bands are pro and like uh, Body Void, uh, Bismuth. There's a band called Leech Feast who yeah. I saw earlier this year, an amazing band. Armadon, you know, the real bleak and droning, horrible bands, primitive man type bands, basically, I, I associate. Um, and, you know, incredibly committed label and a, a brilliant distro as well. We're, you know, really, worth, I've got plenty of stuff from there in the past. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the, this is a tape they're putting out. It's perfect for them. It's it's the you know a band I've never heard of before. I did think I'd heard it, but the, I think that's Meth Drinker. I've probably heard of. Um, you know, just disgusting, sludgy doom. Um, yeah, it's very that, basic, isn't it? It's yeah, very sort of like lurching and pretty horrible sounding. Pretty. Mm, yeah. Um, lurching is 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 the best word yeah. you can use for this. It's just dishevelled and debased. Yeah, shuffles <laughs> along. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the recording is perfect. It sounds, you know, everything rattles like, you know, like they've gone into a studio which is just not set for them and they've, and they've done it live and it's just, you know, the, nothing was ready for it. And it's just everything's shaking uh, and rattling and uh, it, it, it perfectly fits the sound. I love it. Yeah, really good. Um, we, we must point out that uh, it's actually coming out in the US on the brilliantly titled Piss Gargler Records as well. So, uh, yeah, so there you go. We're going to play uh, the first track off this. Um, it's called Blinded to the Suffering. Uh, and you can find this at drycoughrecords.com. Um, yeah, go and buy the tape now because I'm guessing this one will sell out pretty fast. <laughs>
that was the excellent uh, math fetish there. Um, and we're going to move on to something a bit more kind of um, politicised or um, sort of radical. Um, so Dawn Raid, um, I sort of made waves on um, the black metal scene for a few years now. And I've seen them live and they're absolutely brilliant. Um, they're just sort of like heads down, get on with it sort of thing. Um, you, you kind of, I, I don't know, just the, the expectation of going to a Dawn Raid show, you kind of expect it to be a little bit preachy or a little bit kind of... Um, old school kind of hardcore you know like going to a earth crisis gig or something but honestly they just get on with it and they their message is very clear anyway so um for those who don't know it's kind of like left-leaning um black metal so they're almost tipping black metal on his head a little bit um for better or worse you know um for me it's about the music and how how this how passionate they are so um, I listened to this new release uh, the other day. It's got about, I think they've released about three tracks from the new record, which is called uh, Behold Sedition, Plain Song. Um, and yeah, I, I listened to it on like a, a very sort of dark night when it was sort of pelting it down with rain, like walking through the streets of Lincoln. And um, yeah, it, it just blew me away. It just sort of it had something burning underneath it that I kind of, I could hear that maybe wasn't on the last... I mean, the last album was fantastic, but this one seems to be... They've found their stride, uh, for me, anyway. So, I don't I don't know what your opinion is of them, Pete, because, I mean, I've, uh, I don't think we've really discussed them very much. No, I love them. I, I saw them back in uh, 2015 at the Loco, um, which is a punk venue in Sheffield. Well, it was a punk venue in Sheffield. Um, and... You know, they're amazing then. And I think there are two preconceptions about them. One is that, well, one, musically, they've got the violin, which kind of set them apart and um, seemed to be a, a big focus early on. Um, and then the second one is that somehow, because they're a, a left-wing political band, that that's going to completely change how they sound and that, they're, you know, that's going to be everything about them. And as you say, that it, it's not the case. I think it is, it's really important um, and I, you know, I do admire them for that. For, for that, uh, but you listen to this song; it's not even a book. You know, they, it's still black metal. You know, the, the, what, what the lyrics say, what the the message of the band says, doesn't impact upon, um, upon, you know, whether it's a black metal song or anything like that. Yeah, of course. And of course, you know, I think we're both, you know, we're both um, happy that there are bands out there. I'm, you know, I'm glad that there's a. Um, black uh, resistant black metal movement to show that um, it, it, there is, you know, black metal beyond the far right. I mean, there always has been, but it, that's the point. You know, there is this counterbalance, and there is a uh, there is there's voices on all, all the whole spectrum. Yeah, um, and you know, like the people who kind of complain about Don Raid, often um, you know, happy with the kind of the far right black metal. And then complain that Dora made a politicising it. So you know, fuck them and brilliant for it. Uh, but if you want to just uh, break it down straight to the music, then you can't complain with this. This is great music. Yeah, and I think they do something that's a bit more interesting than say Wolves in the Throne Room are brilliant and they they mm -hmm. sort of serve a purpose. But um, to me, this has a bit more substance to it. It's got a bit more kind of dynamics and it's got a bit more. Um, it's got like a punk spirit under it as well. Um, mm. It, it sounds um, like really well produced, but still quite feral and out there. So um, it, if you've never listened to them before, then I think this is a great start. This is a really, really great start. So um, 
yeah, I think we're just going to play this. Um, really looking forward to seeing these at uh, Damnation Festival as well. So if you're there, check them out. Uh, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> talk about a, uh, a band called Golden Core next and uh, we've kind of been sent this through um, reviews haven't we but yeah. it's um, yeah it's a really interesting one they've got so many different influences but it's very very listenable um, I'd say yeah um, I you know I get a strong sense of 
High on Fire, Yob. <laughs> High on Fire, yeah. obviously, you know, Yob and Black Cobra. There are two Ps, so I think, you know, whenever you're talking in this territory, you've got to bring in Black, Black Cobra. Um, you know, a, a bit of Torch as well, maybe, you know, stretching mm. it. You know, really, I thought it was, you know, um, immediate, maybe, you know, not too individual. You know, we can list off a few bands, but... Um, it shouldn't be the defining characteristic of the band, but the, the really interesting point is that the, the, there are two pieces. One of them is 17 years old and the other is 15 years old. Yeah. Um, and that's incredible. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And apparently it's the second album. Uh, I think uh, Kurt Ballou produced it. Uh, they, they really got something here. This is, you know, way ahead of the, that age. You know, you, you know, fair enough, you're playing Doom at that age. But to be doing something this... this um, advanced and mature and yeah. you know heavy and and actually you know really interesting is is incredible yeah it's got layers and layers of stuff hasn't it it's really good um mm. kind of moves it's got loads of dynamics kind of moves through lots of different moods so yeah absolutely brilliant so um i think we can have to review this one at some point aren't we it's um mm. it's out next week or the week after um absolutely brilliant stuff so the album's called uh Fimbled here I think we'll say, um, and uh, yeah, if you if you're sort of into um, like any of those bands we've just listed, this is going to have to be uh, required listening. I think in the next uh, few months. So um, yeah, all power to them. Like I was, I certainly wasn't making music this good when I was that age. Um, you know, Pete's uh, witness to that. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, if if you've got, I guess kids now are kind of um, grown up with a lot more access to decent music, so. Um, you know what we have eventually uncovered is kind of already sort of available mm. to them. Um, so I'm kind of jealous of of uh, the new generations of musicians coming through because they'll have a bit more um, nous when it comes to um, what's actually good and what's sort of the esoteric. Um, yeah. You know, we we were given like a, a diet of um, the the big um, the big metal bands. And then you had to really, really scratch and you know find your way around for for the weirder stuff. So um, this is mm. a result of of um, this being re- readily available and, and us being in a time where metal's a bit more accepted, a bit more kind of wide, uh, you know, wide ranging as well. So really available and available, yeah. Yeah, it's just yes, there as yeah, well, yeah. So. But yeah, you know, I mean, even with all that amazing, you know, how, how you can do this at that age and um, is stunning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this kind of reminds me of the spirit of early black metal. You know, all the kids kind of getting together, but the caliber of their playing and, um, you know, the the depth of it as well. I mean, they, they talk about mythology and magic and all sorts as well as being, you know, just really good <laughs> at the same time. So, yeah, um, we're going to play the first song off this. Um, it's the title track. It's Fimble Tear. So, see what you think of this. <laughs>
incredibly sort of layered stuff too um possibly something a bit more simplistic but no no uh, less amazing for it so uh this band's called diploid we're going to play next and uh, you, you found this one didn't you pete you've you've listened to the full album i've only managed to listen to this one song but um yeah i'm going to come back to it basically yes um i've actually reviewed it it's not out till end of november so i'm, I'm kind of delaying publishing the review um and it, it is you know you say kind of more simplistic because it does have a um the album has tones of like hardcore and uh, almost power violence you know forced to it and therefore the songs are short and it's you know and to the point but um what i found is that uh it's incredibly eclectic the album just jumps from style to style and you know from song to song it has that within it within the songs it's all over the place in, in a really good way um they've you know 
their influences he lists the bands like The Body and Merzbow and Iron Lung they remind me of Despise You a lot that uh, you know harsh um, yet fun and frantic you know full on uh, hardcore hardcore grind and all of it combined all of that eclecticism um, and you know energy like it pulls together into something which I compare them to like Cloudra and I love Cloudra my heart is doing but you know like when I list the bands like Cloudra that that just I I can't imagine how how, you know how talented and you know you have to be to to create music like that and Diploid have jumped straight into that category for me so much so that since I've you know since we got this through for review and since then I've gone through the back catalogue and I mean, I have no idea how old they are, but the pictures make you know they don't look particularly old. So I've, I've the, yet they've got this huge back catalogue, which is you know, um, which is great. Shows their um, uh, you know they're brimming with artistic you know like getting stuff out there, but also you know it's that grand um, ethic. Uh, it, the reason you know the reason I did give it the time is because it came out on Art of Catharsis, and I probably spoken about that label for an Australian label who put out loads of music from all over the music range they put out a load of world music a lot you know mostly Australian but not exclusively but um, whether it's you know the, the really strong psych, psych scene in Australia um, like world music jazz music kind of alt pop you know like um, these great kind of singers who put weird you know just slightly off-center music which you can't you don't really understand why it's uh, what's different from the norm, but it is. And I list to all these promos I come through because we, we're on their promo list. And I know that's not ever going to end up on this podcast or a review, but you know, you still think, God, this is this is something different. And, um, and but then every now and again, there'll be like a, a full-on, you know, uh, horrific death metal release or something like this. Um, and what a label, you know? How can a label do? How can a label go from world music to you know to power violence but they do um and then that throws up a band like this i've been on like a you know just in the side i've been on a uh, a binge of listening to thou albums in the last three weeks yeah. um i do it every couple of years i think um and other than stuff i've been you know uh, writing for reviews or listening for the podcast uh, i've listened to barely anything else and then Diplo came along and I was like, right, so it's just thou and Diploid. You know, like they've got this huge back catalogue and they kind of interrupted that, which is, uh, which to me is, you know, it says a lot. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, interestingly, um, they say that this album's come off the back of doing some stuff with the body. So um, right. it kind of does make sense, like thou mm. and stuff with the body as well. And yeah, so it's, um, yeah, I mean, the body had basically collaborating with everyone at the moment which is fantastic it's making some mm. really interesting music i um, think it's sorry just it, it is worth saying that i mean this album um is out on the 20th of november um this podcast comes out on the 4th of november so you know there's still the way to go and you listen to this song uh it, you know there's a fair it's it's a two minute song but you know a good i think about a minute or so is, is it the lead up and then it rages out and it's great and you think right brilliant it's a great song the beauty of this album is and this is a pre-release song, which is why we're playing it now ahead. Um, the, it, you can, it doesn't describe the album. It, it's really worth getting in there. It's it's a, a fifteen-track album, 
but they're all short. It, you know, it doesn't take you know that much time to kind of really investigate, it. and it's worth investing it because it, this doesn't ex, doesn't explain the, how good this album is. It explains the quality of the band because it's a great song, but it doesn't kind of it, it tell half the story at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, you, you can't go far wrong with um, uh, ordering this as well because I think it's incredibly cheap. I think it's one dollar to um, pre-order it. So yeah, why not? For digital uh, release, I think Artist Catharsis are probably doing um, a physical, but yeah, absolutely amazing. And um, just just another thing about it, um, it's actually um, based. It's like almost like a a tribute to um, sort of like a tribe in Australia about uh, indigenous people in Australia. So um, yeah, it's kind of there's more layers than we're sort of probably aware of as well. So yeah, I, I think you should probably check this out. It's, um, yeah, it's off an album um, called Glorified by Diploid. You can get this at diploid.bandcamp.com. And uh, we're going to play Homicidal Art. This is a, a really interesting edition of the Nine Notes podcast this week because we've got so much uh, going on. We've been all over the place, and um, me and Pete have actually um, separately picked this band this week. I don't know how you came across it, Pete, but I was just looking through Bandcamp as I usually do, um, just trying to find interesting little nuggets. And uh, yeah, so this band called Titan Blood came up. Um, never heard of them before um, from Spain, and uh, yeah, it just kind of blew me away. What did you uh, make of it? Yeah, well, I came. I, I 
proudly already know this band. So um, I, it came up because I follow them and therefore, you know, I was, I'd made aware it was coming out ahead of its release. I think I was, I think it was a, it probably uh, Lee from uh, Bly Monarch who told me about them. It, it, you know, he's, he's good at bands like this, you know, yeah. that, that kind of uh, yeah. distorted, <laughs> you know, like warped death metal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love that sense that, um, death metal, you know, a, a genre of death metal that's warped, you know, like I think, you know, from an outsider would think it's all this, but I think once you're there, you kind of, and once you listen to music like this, you kind of understand what it's on about. And actually this is, uh, this is as good as I've heard them because I've, you know, I have right. got into them. Um, I think the album I really got into is a, a, from uh, an album called Death. Uh, and that's, that is really, you know, really amazing. And, but actually this probably surpasses uh, and it came out. It, it's fully out now, isn't it? The whole album. Yeah. And yeah, we both picked it, which is rare and surprisingly rare. I think you know, like I, I, I always think we're going to have the same list when we, you know, when we kind of tell each other a few days before we're going to record. Uh, but it barely ever happens, which is brilliant. Um, and we both submitted Titan Blood, so um, a, a fitting finish in that sense. Definitely. And um, I mean, for reference points, I guess you could. Say you could easily use Portal as a, uh, an example, but yeah. I feel like there's a bit more of a thrashy um, kind of maybe like an old school influence in here that's not mm-hmm. kind of of that kind of sound, but it's, it has got that smeared sound to it, you know, that sort of yeah. like a death metal band playing in a sort of swampy atmosphere. Um, mm. And you know, like, like hell bubbling over, you know, it's really, yeah. really interesting. Yeah, and uh, uh, Diocletian, I think, from New Zealand. Alteridge, uh, Alteridge are from Spain. Are probably, and my guess would be they took a, you know, took influence from here. Um, so yeah, so all you know, that's that's your sound you're talking about. You know, it's not kind of, I don't, I wouldn't call it kind of war metal. It's not into in revenge territory. It, it's more, you know, it's more organic. It's more, you know, it, it feels, um, you know, it's it's bubbling out from a swamp somewhere. Uh, I mean, and, I can hear a lot of old school in there. I can hear a little bit of Celtic Frost. I can hear a little bit of um, that band Master that we played um, about January time. Like a lot of the echoey kind of vocal effects are kind of very mm. sort of black metal as well, like early black metal, like Dark Throne as well. So yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot going on. I mean, this this is only like a four minute song, but you'll feel a little bit stressed i guess at the end of it it's, it's not it's like being in the, like having your head in a vice or something it's really really amazing stuff so yeah um mm. this is off the new album uh, the baneful choir uh, by titan blood and you can find this at titanblood.bandcamp.com um yeah so we're going to play a song called leprous fire uh, hope you enjoy it as much as we did um we'll see you in two weeks <laughs>